Well, we can't um, afford to have bad cops. Right. That's like having a bad pilot. You don't want to be right. on a plane. With, this is what Chris Rock said. You don't want to be on a plane with a bad pilot. Very you don't want to be in yeah. surgery with a, a, a bad doctor, surgeon. Right. You have right. to have good cops. There's, there's no excuse for there's some bad apples or some good apples. Absolutely. With all the money that you all are getting, because I'll tell you this, when they talk about defunding the police, there, it's a small percentage of, of their budget that some counties are even asking to reallocate. It's not right. even a lot. They get more money than education. Um, yeah. And again, their, their jobs are very intense, but um, you know, with the, all the money you're getting, you shouldn't be bad. There actually should be no, no bad cops at all. There should be, yeah. Every cop should be on their P's and Q's because there should, you cannot afford to have bad cops. Right. You shouldn't. You shouldn't even make that an analogy for you, like right. you know. Yeah. Uh, and then I would again. I, I have to say, as a, as a society, when we think about like, you know, we had Dylan Ruth. He walked into a church and he killed nine people. You know, yeah. he was able to nine nine people who prayed with him before he murdered them. Yeah. They were able to securely get him, and mm-hmm. take him to get a cheeseburger. Right. But you kill a man for $20, a $20 count. Like, again, we have to really unpack us as a society, why that's normal. Why that's right. You know, um, you know, Nia, Nia Wilson was a black woman who was on a BART um, and was, and her and her sister were stabbed to death by a a white man. Hmm. Um, You know, and he's in court. They denied this, but he was going to claim insanity. You know, he killed the, he killed this, he hurt these two girls that he had no association with that weren't bothering him. He just, he stabbed them and he murdered one of them. She was 19 years old. But you know what they did to her? They, they villainized her. She had a picture of her holding a, a, a toy gun. They showed that first versus showing, you know, this monster who just murdered, um, took a young life. And then yeah. put her sister in critical condition, you know. So again, that that's that. We have to unpack, you know, us as a society. What is so broken with American yeah. culture to where we can we can see some of our citizens being treated like like animals being slaughtered right. and not have sympathy for them, and, right? And, and rationalize or justify it, like yeah. you know, we talked before about George Floyd. I hear, I hear people talking about his criminal past and things that he's done. I, I honestly, I don't care. I, I don't care what the man, even if it was Dylan Roof. I mean, even if, yeah. it, you know, if Dylan Roof was handcuffed and the guy's just leaning on his back until, right. until he breathes his last breath, yeah. choke, kills him. Don't you think yeah. there would have been some backlash for that? Even, oh my God. Even for Dylan Roof, who, like you said, yeah. murdered nine black yeah. people. Yeah. I mean, Again, it's just it doesn't it doesn't matter what the person you have him in custody. He's not a threat anymore. Yeah. Well, that's again that's when when people are ill ill informed about our criminal justice system. Black people get harsher punishments for lower right. level crimes. Those are right. facts. I'm not yeah. making that up. You can Google <laughs> that. You can look that up. You can watch a documentary. Like I'm 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 not even giving my opinion. When right, you're ill right. ill informed about that, yeah, you're gonna make that assumption. Right. Because, you know, we could talk we talked about Candace Owens, you know. Yeah, she's she's saying like why are we making this person a modder? Um, and you know, in my my eyes, 
you know, he's not the only person that died <laughs> in that three week span that we heard of. Um, but it's not about making him a martyr. It's about the injustice that are happening here. Right. As you know, I, I remember watching a little clip on Fox News about all of these newscasters who were saying how George Floyd's criminal record are these these protesters are criminals, but they themselves had criminal records. Mm. So it's again, this is what we talk about white privilege, where right. um, you know you could go to jail, you could be charged with a crime and be a newscaster. That doesn't happen for Black people who are again lower level crimes, but given twenty years in prison or having the same crime as a white person, but that white person getting six months and that one person getting 20 years. Mm -hmm. So it, again, when you, when you don't know history, um, you can make an ill-informed statement that is again, uh, that, that doesn't actually go, that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like I can't even take Candace Owens seriously if she doesn't know her history. If she knew her history, right. if she understood the law, she understood how the law has been unjustly put on black and brown communities, she wouldn't be saying statements like that. Right. Um, and it's again, in, in her brokenness, again, like I said, it's, it's our, our brokenness, like what is so broken about us where we can see someone, like you said, with a knee to their neck yeah. and be quickly to criticize them or we're setting up this culture of who deserves to live and who doesn't. Same thing right. that we did with slavery. Who deserves to be treated as a human and who doesn't deserve to be treated as a human? So now are we saying that people that have criminal records, they deserve to be have their, a knee on their neck and die because they right. have maybe right. made one or two or three mistakes in their past, you know? Yeah. I, is it, it, isn't that why All Lives Matter is, is so insulting? Because it's so counter to what, you know, the yeah. experience. I mean, it's like, yeah, as an ideal... Sure, all lives matter. We would love for that to be the case, but clearly, as you said, history is uh, showing us otherwise. Um, yeah. Well, we're not aliens. Black people are not aliens. <laughs> right. We're human beings, black and white people, right. Asian people, brown people, whatever. We are all the same. The right. only thing that's different is our skin color and our culture. So again, as I had posed the question earlier, if you can see a citizen of your country being treated in a disgusting manner and you sit here and you say, what about me? Like, what is so broken about you to where you can't see that this, this means you. If we keep allowing the police to act with no rules, to act yeah. unjustly, to be the judge and executioner, that doesn't just impact Black people. I, I've seen videos of police, I mean, body slamming little white girls down to the ground. Hmm. I mean, if, if we're going to go there, like, yes, yeah. it's happening to black people at disproportional levels, of course. And I'm not, but I'm also saying too, this could happen to you and me easily. Right. Like, right. you know, if we keep allowing the police to kind of get away and not, and not cause for justice, it will now move over to the skateboarders or it will move over to the hippies or it'll move over right. to you know, the white gay men or just any group that yeah. they have a difference with. Like, so it's, again, this is a human rights issue. It's not about mm -hmm. civil rights anymore. It's about how do you value us as human beings? And that's all that we're asking for. We're just yeah. asking to get the same respect, love and care and value as any white person on this earth. Um, you know, cause this is, this is not just an American problem, unfortunately, systemic racism is a global problem everywhere. Like right. anti-blackness is a real thing across the globe. And, you know, um, 
it's going to take a lot to get rid of that, uh, of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate you uh, coming on here and just being yeah. so candid and direct. I, I just, I think it's a privilege to, to talk to you. Um, you know, as I said, I, you, you're, you've educated me even, even just now. Um, yeah. I think that that's what, that's what we need. And I think it, like I said, empathy is such a big part of it. Uh, we need to just be able to listen to each other. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to keep continuing the conversation yeah. and hope that we can <laughs> find ways to work together and make this, make this a better world for all of us. Absolutely. And, and one thing, one more thing I would, I would ask white people to do. Um, black people, we don't need performative gestures. So we don't need the kente cloth, taking the knee. Mm. We don't need, you know, the Black Lives Matter hashtag on your car. You know, right. what we need is some real systemic changes. Right. So, you know, if, if a white person is saying all Black Lives Matter, but then they're going into work and they're treating their Black employee or their Black colleague terribly, you're not really for Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. Um, what we're asking for is for real systemic changes. Like think about the companies you support. Do they have black executive, black leadership? Think about the companies that you work at. You know, your colleagues, are, do you have a diverse voice? Like even for your platform, you've been doing a great right, job right. of making sure you're having everybody come on here that you can hear from. You know, right. that's what we're looking for. And we're not looking to always only be the voice of equity and diversity. Like, mm -hmm. Stop trying to hire black people just to only work on equity and inclusion stuff. Like hire us to right. be part of the company and to really contribute and build wealth. Like those are the things that we need. We need the wage gap to be closed. We need to be able right. to buy homes and to live in better neighborhoods mm -hmm. and to put our children into better schools. And I think like, you know, as white people, what we can, what, 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 said we, what you all can also start doing is like, even in your school system, advocate for like real history to be taught. Versus right. on a watered down version. Like mm -hmm. we need white people to do those types of things. Like really understand like this is just not about performative gestures. We need yeah. you to, your platform to also educate your other, uh, you know, white brothers and sisters on, you know, what they can do to contribute and, and not just donate uh, to Black Lives Matter, or just go out to the, pro right. the protest for just the selfie, like really right, right. about dismantling. Because here's the thing, as we see with COVID, this impacts you all. If we right. have a government who cannot even have it build an infrastructure to, um, to respond to a pandemic that impacts everybody, because viruses know no color. Right, <laughs> right. That, that it should be telling. You know, if you yes. have a governor who is now our government who is pretending that COVID does not exist anymore. Right. That should be scary for all yes. of us. But we have to understand, again, this is not Absolutely. a black versus white thing. Mm -hmm. This is a humanity issue. And we have Absolutely. to unpack the brokenness in our humanity and get back to a point where we can love each other, yeah. regardless of where we come from regardless of, you know, uh, our backgrounds, our class, our, you know, sexual preferences, gender identity, like we need to get right. back to that. Uh, not even back. I don't even know if we've ever been there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in the yeah. 70s. But yeah. <laughs> we need to get to that level. Absolutely. Uh, where we are not a melting pot, but a salad bowl. And we value all the differences that right. are in that salad bowl. I don't want to be a melting pot. I want us to be different, but also appreciate the uniqueness of us. Right. 
Right. No, I mean, I think you're so right. Uh, I, the, the COVID, it, it, it does feel very related. Uh, I mean, we're approaching 130,000 people dead and, and people say, oh, well, it's just old people or, you know, if you, if you're young and healthy, it's not a big deal or just stay home. If you're old, it's like, Oh, where's the compassion and empathy? What happened to all lives matter? All of a sudden all lives matter right. goes out the door when right. it comes to COVID. Right. We're not talking about <laughs> black. Right. 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 Because I want my grandma around. I'm sorry. Right. I don't care. I don't want it to just be impacting old people. Right. Young I, people or baby. And, and if, again, this is when you're ill, Ill informed because when you know what viruses do, Right. Like I said with the history, when you understand history, you know viruses don't care about ages. Right. They don't care about color. They just want to host. <laughs> you <know>? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we definitely so. have a lot of a lot of learning to do. Yeah. But again, oh. it, it's all designed. You know right. what I mean? It, right. it has all been designed. Even even the propaganda that's putting against, you know. Uh, China and you know um, you know them starting COVID and all that stuff. This is all designed for us to to not be aware of what's going on, and right. that's that's another thing. Won't last thing I want white people to understand is that racism hurts y'all just as much as it hurts us. Because hmm. again, look who we have in office who could care less. I mean, yeah. less. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's trying to wipe out the middle class. He's trying to create this huge like. We have to understand this is so much bigger than just looking at our skin color. Like it's, right. it's going to impact all of us. Like we have to like wake up. Yeah, I I, I think that's so true, and I, I think it's just so important. Um, it, it means a lot to me that for for you to say that because, um, and again, I I hate to bring race into it, but I I, I really feel like you saying that is more powerful than if I said it. Because I'm, I'm the white privileged male saying like, oh, well, I'm suffering just as much as you. But for you to be saying that, um, it's just such a strong, uh, empathetic thing to say. I think it gives power to your, you know, to what, to where you're coming from. I don't necessarily agree uh, I, that I've suffered, but, I, but I, I get what you're saying, like in terms of systemically, like as a, as a yeah. people. It's yeah. a, I, I absolutely agree with that. As a, as a people, we we are all suffering because of this, and and um, and in various levels too, right? right. Like, of course, like I'm gonna suffer more. <laughs> but right. like I said, when you think about like, you know, I'll say it as simple as not. You know, I, I met a white person who said they never encountered another black person. You know, and they never encountered mm. you know different groups. Like yeah. that's hurtful. Like right. that hurt that hurts you in a sense of it keeps you in this bubble to not be able to experience different forms of life, different right. acts, almost like traveling. Like if you grew up in the city um, and you never went outside your city, that hurts you. Maybe yeah. it doesn't make, it doesn't hurt you systemically in a way, but it hurts right. your growth as a person. Right to be able to engage with different walks of life, to be again to have that empathy. You know, like to have empathy, be empathizing towards different different um, ways of thinking, to have different discussions like that. That's what I mean by it also hurts white people as well too, right? Right. Um, because then you get exposed to something that you know, uh, or you've been brainwashed into thinking that something is true about a group that it actually isn't, um, or it, it keeps you in this bubble of, of looking at one black person and saying, "Well, they're this way, so all black people are this way." Like that's limiting. 
you know right, right. <laughs> so yeah. that's why that's what i mean by like it hurts um because it it it, it causes a sense of just um complacency right or like right. i said you're comfortable with hiring like we, we talked about this in the hiring field right like mm-hmm. you know people hire who they trust right so if i'm only familiar with one group of people if i'm only familiar with interacting and engaging with one group of people i'm going to keep hiring that group even right. if that person's not qualified same right. thing with donald trump mm-hmm. what would be the reason for us to put him in office he has no political experience yeah. he had he had compared to even let's say clinton or even bush you know like let's do bush right he had he is nothing of what bush nixon and even i guess even reagan is but we put him in office because he he is what we are familiar with we are right. used to having white men run the country right. and no matter right. how mediocre and how uh 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 inexperienced and unqualified that this person is we put this person in office that's that is currently hurting all of us <laughs> like right. so that's what i mean Absolutely. by like, racism is hurting us because yeah. it, it it keeps us from thinking outside of the box it keeps us from hiring qualified people and it keeps us from being open and empathetic to the human experience absolutely yeah you you've you've said it all i you you said it so much more eloquently than i could say it um (laughs) i really appreciate it i um as i said i i'm trying to do my share of listening but also educating people that need to be and uh you know i i just as i said i feel I always feel privileged to talk to you about this because um, you, you're you're just so smart and, and well-spoken and you teach me teach me something new every time. Um, so I really appreciate it. Yes. Um, I, I, I know that you have a newborn uh, and so yes. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I did want to ask you about the uh, Encouraging Life Organization, uh, whatever you wanted to talk about that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll be real quick. So I have a nonprofit called the Encouraging Life Organization. And basically, it started off as really trying to look at like sexual and reproductive health and educating communities of color about sexual and reproductive health. But since then, it's evolved a little bit more to focusing on health disparities. So um, under the Encouraging Life Organization, we have a annual conference every year for black women um, to really focus on health and mental health, um, to really bring black women into a space where they can unwind, they can be connected to uh, practitioners that look like them um, and resources throughout Sacramento as well too. So um, so yeah, that's part of what I do right now. And I'm really big involved in public health. I've been in public health for probably over 10 years now. And so, um, you know, seeing these disparities and talking about racism and how they impact health disparities has been my level of expertise and so um yeah that's that's it yeah how how could uh, people get in contact with you if they were interested in yeah they can they can visit our website it's um it's a www.b as in boy w as in women it's basically the acronym black women's health and wellness conference um you can go to um encouraging life organization as well and get in touch with us too um and they can follow us at uh black women's health and wellness conference on instagram cool okay i'll and i'll put those in the description as well yes Uh, i'll send them to you because they're (laughs) yeah uh and then one last thing just to end on a on a more uh light note um the last dance have you been watching that at all 
Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Because you, you're a Bulls fan, right? I'm or a Bulls fan, Michael yep. Jordan. Yeah, okay, that's what yep. I thought. Yep. I, yep. I've, been, I've been watching it, too, and uh, I actually just finished it today, um, nice. the whole series. I, I was just was curious of what your thoughts were on that. It was amazing. I yeah. was really happy that they highlighted the other players, like Rodman and, and Steve Kerr and, uh, right. and Pippen, because I think it was just important to know that it wasn't just Jordan. Right. Uh, oh, Jordan, you know, he had that killer instinct um, and it, it was amazing. And just was a lot of nostalgia too. I think I have a yeah. whole new level of respect for um, Phil Jackson and Dennis Rodman. Oh, like yeah. I absolutely love Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. just his coaching style and his ability to really be with the players. I see why he was so successful with the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it just took me back to a lot of like what's what, what was happening in the 90s. So, yeah, Even same for me. <laughs> right. I, I liked it because, it, as you said, it, it brought me back. I got into basketball more like mid to late 90s. So oh, uh, I, I, I knew like, I mean, I knew what you see on TV. Like I watched them win their three, their second three-peat. But as you said, they also, they also pointed to a lot of stuff from earlier in, in his career, even in the 80s and the 90s. I, I liked how they did that, how they would shoot from the beginning in time lapse right they would do like an, okay this is 91 and then they'd shoot back to 98 um so yeah. you do and, and yeah I like this is I mentioned like Steve Kerr I didn't know the stuff about him and his father and um, right. yeah so it was yeah. interesting yeah, yeah I liked getting the personal side of the players yeah and it was good to see how um Jordan has this like he really built himself up to be Michael Jordan it wasn't right this overnight sensation like he you really saw how he got to where he was and how hard he worked yeah and I think that was a good thing to see definitely I even got emotional that part when he was talking about like this is just the this is just how I play like if you don't right. want if you don't want to play that way don't play that way right but right. because I think he was taking heat for being kind of like a like kind of an asshole like that's what I heard yeah. in terms of yeah. practicing but that's what he needed to be like yeah, if you're gonna be yeah. the best you kind of have to be that a little yeah. bit and yeah um you know you could yeah you could tell he felt very strongly about that yeah <laughs> yes well anyway uh Jessica it's been a real pleasure talking to you yes um, of course anytime, anytime. yeah any, anytime you want to come back on the show please let me know i would be, love to have you on again yes that'd be great Ho- hopefully for a, a good a, a positive reason um yeah but, well i'm open to having these discussions I, I think they're important i mean like i think i told you before you know in in the in it when it, when things like this initially happen like with george floyd it, it's hard to have a conversation in that moment right I, I will say we do have to have these conversations we do mm-hmm. have to meet people where they're at it's right. just at, at the time of mourning, do not ask your black friend what you can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or, or what books right. you can read. Like, right. don't make it about you. Like, right. that's even being one-on-one. Like, if someone is grieving, you don't yes. make it about you. you. You try to make it right. about them and what you can do for them. So I just Absolutely. think, that, you know, with these conversations, they are a must. Um, and they need to be happening ongoing, not just when something happens. We need to right. be having these conversations about how we can get to know each other. And, and tear down these walls and, and unbreak these bubbles. So where we can, I can see you and say, this is a human being. They deserve the utmost respect, regardless. Like, right. regardless. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? So that's what I want us to get to. Yeah. yeah, I'm right there with you. 
yeah. I'm, I'm thankful that we have this ability now with technology to, to reconnect like this. Yeah, I know, and, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll be talking again soon. Okay, sounds good. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you once again for checking out the podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed our conversation and that you were able to get something out of it. I know I certainly learned a lot. And uh, please, please share this message with uh, anybody, anybody that you think would benefit off of it. I, I, I do think that this, uh, this conversation is, is just so important right now. And as I said before, we're, we're at a pivotal moment in our, in our country and we have to make a choice as a, as a, as a people uh, which, which way we want to go from here. So please uh, hit that thumbs up button if you like what you're hearing and, and subscribe if you want to hear more uh, of these messages. And uh, again, have a great rest of your day. And remember, don't be afraid to question the consensus. Uh-huh.